0: Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app, and here we are on the Bible Reading plan for May the 5th. So we have read through most of the book of Genesis, and today we are reading the last part of Joseph's story right before the ending of Genesis. We'll get to that one tomorrow, but I just want to remind you all that's happened to Joseph. He's now been beat up by his brothers, thrown into a pit, sold into slavery, lied about, thrown into prison. And now he is second in command over everything in Egypt. The really awesome thing is that God is blessing him because of his attitude and because of the things that he's doing. Now, having said that, remember, he still has very real feelings about his brothers. Now they've come to Egypt to find food during the famine. So Joseph has been having a little bit of fun with them by disguising himself, not letting them know who he is, And he is about to reveal himself today. So here we go. Starting in Genesis chapter 45. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants. And he cried out, Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, This is what your son Joseph says, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds, and all you have, I will provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that it is really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father about all the honor accorded me in Egypt and about everything you have seen, and bring my father down here quickly. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept, and Benjamin embraced him weeping, and he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterward, his brothers talked with him. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers, Do this, load your animals and return to the land of Canaan, and bring your father and your families back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you can enjoy the fat of the land. You are also directed to tell them, Do this. Take some carts from Egypt for your children and your wives, and get your father and come. Never mind about your belongings, because the best of all Egypt will be yours. So the sons of Israel did this. Joseph got them carts, as Pharaoh had commanded, and he also gave them provisions for their journey. To each of them he gave new clothing, but to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father, ten donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other provisions for his journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they were leaving, he said to them, Don't quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, He is ruler of all Egypt. Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. But when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, I am convinced my son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Genesis chapter 46. So Israel sent out with all that was his, and when he reached Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob, here I am, he replied. I am God, the God of your father, he said. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you and I will surely bring you back again, and Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. Then Jacob left Beersheba, and Israel's sons took their father Jacob and their children and their wives in the carts that Pharaoh had sent to transport him. So Jacob and all his offspring went to Egypt, taking with them their livestock and the possessions they had acquired in Canaan. Jacob brought with him to Egypt his sons and grandsons, and his daughters and granddaughters, all his offspring. These are the names of the sons of Israel, Jacob and his descendants, who went to Egypt Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob, the sons of Reuben, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, and Sheuel the son of a Canaanite woman, the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari, the sons of Judah, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan had died in the land of Canaan, the sons of Perez, Hezron, and Hamul, the sons of Ishikar, Tola, Puah, Jashub, and Shimron, the sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elan, and Jalil. These were the sons Leah bore to Jacob in Padan Aram, besides his daughter Dina. These sons and daughters of his were thirty three in all. The sons of Gad, Zephan, Haggai, Shuni, Ezbon, Eri, Aradi, and Areli. The sons of Asher, Imna, Ishvah, Ishvi, and Beriah. Their sister was Sarah, the sons of Beriah, Heber, and Melchiel. These were the children born to Jacob by Zilpah, whom Laban had given to his daughter Leah, 16 in all, the sons of Jacob's wife Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin. In Egypt, Manasseh and Ephraim were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of An the sons of Benjamin, Bela, Beker, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehai, Rash, Mupim, Huppim, and Ard. These were the sons of Rachel who were born to Jacob, fourteen in all. The son of Dan, Hushim, the sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shillem. These were the sons born to Jacob by Bilhah, whom Laban had given to his daughter Rachel, seven in all. All those who went to Egypt with Jacob, those who were his direct descendants, not counting his son's wives, numbered 66 persons with the two sons who had been born to Joseph in Egypt, the members of Jacob's family, which went to Egypt, were seventy in all, Now Jacob sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. When they arrived in the region of Goshen, Joseph had his chariot made ready and went to Goshen to meet his father Israel. As soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. Israel said to Joseph, Now I am ready to die, since I have seen for myself that you are still alive. Then Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and speak to Pharaoh and will say to him, My brothers in my father's household, who were living in the land of Canaan, have come to me. The men are shepherds, they tend livestock, and they have brought along their livestock and herds and everything they own. When Pharaoh calls you in and asks, What is your occupation? You should answer, Your servants have tended livestock from our boyhood on just as our fathers did. Then you will be allotted to settle in the region of Goshen, for all shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians. Genesis chapter 47 Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and brothers with their flocks and herds and everything they own have come from the land of Canaan and are now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them before Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked the brothers, What is your occupation? "'Your servants are shepherds,' they replied to Pharaoh, just as our fathers were. They also said to him, "'We have come to live here for a while because the famine is severe in Canaan, and your servants' flocks have no pasture. So now, please let your servants settle in Goshen.' Pharaoh said to Joseph, "'Your father and your brothers have come to you, and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best part of the land.' Let them live in Goshen, and if you know of any among them with special ability, put them in charge of my own livestock. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob in and presented him before Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked him, How old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty. My years have been few and difficult, and they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my father's. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out of his presence. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the district of Ramses, as Pharaoh directed. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers and all his father's household with food, according to the number of their children. There was no food, however, in the whole region because the famine was severe, Both Egypt and Canaan were wasted away because of the famine. Joseph collected all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Canaan in payment for the grain they were buying, and he brought it to Pharaoh's palace. When the money of the people of Egypt and Canaan was gone, all Egypt came to Joseph and said, "'Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? Our money is all gone.' "'Then bring your livestock,' said Joseph." I will sell you food in exchange for your livestock, since your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for their horses, their sheep and goats, their cattle and donkeys. And he brought them through the year with food in exchange for all their livestock. When that year was over, they came to him the following year and said, We cannot hide from our Lord the fact that since our money is gone and our livestock belongs to you, there is nothing left for our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we perish before your eyes, we and our land as well? Buy us in our land in exchange for food, and we with our land will be in bondage to Pharaoh. Give us seed so that we may live and not die, and that the land may not become desolate. So Joseph bought all the land in Egypt for Pharaoh, The Egyptians, one and all, sold their fields because the famine was too severe for them. The land became Pharaoh's, and Joseph reduced the people to servitude from one end of Egypt to the other. However, he did not buy the land of the priests because they received a regular allotment from Pharaoh and had food enough for the allotment Pharaoh gave them. That is why they did not sell their land. Joseph said to the people, Now that I have bought you and your land today for Pharaoh, here is seed for you so you can plant the ground. But when the crop comes in, give a fifth of it to Pharaoh. The other four fifths you may keep as seed for the field, and as food for yourselves and your household and your children. You have saved our lives, they said. May we find favor in the eyes of our Lord. We will be in bondage to Pharaoh." So Joseph established it as a law concerning land in Egypt, still in force today, that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. It was only the land of the priests that did not become Pharaoh's. Now the Israelites settled in Egypt in the region of Goshen. They acquired property there and were faithful and increased greatly in number. Joseph lived in Egypt seventeen years, and the years of his life were a hundred and forty-seven. When the time drew near for Israel to die, he called for his son Joseph and said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh and promise that you will show me kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt, but when I rest with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me where they are buried. I will do as you say, he said. Swear to me, he said. Then Joseph swore to him, and Israel worshipped as he leaned on top of his staff. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. I think there's something really interesting in Jacob's response to Pharaoh. Pharaoh had taken care of Joseph, so when Joseph gets there and sees how well blessed his son is, Jacob can't help but to bless Pharaoh. Now remember, Pharaoh doesn't really know the God of Jacob. Yet this didn't stop Jacob. As he came into Pharaoh's presence, he couldn't help but to bless him. And then after they talked for a while, Jacob once again blessed him before leaving. This causes me to wonder something. How often am I willing to speak a blessing over those around me? Is it my first thought or is it something I remember on my way out the door? Jacob immediately blessed Pharaoh, and then as he was leaving, he blessed him again. If we want to be a people of blessing, it comes from us speaking blessing. And so I encourage you today, if you want to be full of God's blessings, begin by speaking those blessings over other people. The more you speak those blessings, the more you'll realize the blessing God has already given you. So whatever you do today, I encourage you, find somebody that you can speak life and a blessing over, even if they live a completely different culture, have a different level of prestige, and seem to have it all together, which is the interesting part. Isn't it harder to bless somebody who already has it together? It's easy for us to speak a blessing over somebody who needs it. But what about the people that seem to think they don't need anything? What about the people in authority over us? What about those who are rulers and have everything at the palm of their hands? What if you spoke a real, true blessing over them? What would that look like? Because Jacob couldn't help but to bless Pharaoh. So first off, may you be blessed today. May you know how good and faithful God is, but then may you take that blessing and bring it to somebody else. May you speak life and truth and hope and blessing over everyone around you. That's all the time we have for today. I love you. God bless.